I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there, and welcome to today's Explaining History podcast. Um, Today, we're going to look at conditions for women, children and families after 1917. And so this involves us looking really at much of the thinking that Lenin and other Bolsheviks had about the role of the family, the role of women in society, and how morality was going to change towards women and children. And at first glance, much of this thinking appears to be incredibly progressive, but there is um, a dark ideological puritanism that runs through it, which eventually results in untold catastrophes for a vast number of families. The first thing to note is um, Lenin's own individual take on morality and that of his wife, Nadezhda Krupskaya, um, and other uh, leading Bolsheviks around him, such as Bukharin and Trotsky. Morality, as it uh, related to um, sex and sexuality, relationships, families, the role of children, the role of wives, the role of husbands, this kind of thing, Lenin believed, sprung directly from uh, social and economic relations. And what this means in plain speak is that a society that works on the, in the way that the Tsarist society did will create certain kinds of men, certain kinds of women and certain kinds of families. And Lenin believed the family itself was the product of what he would call bourgeois society. There was no intrinsic need for the family to actually exist at all. It was really a way of generating obedient children who would therefore become obedient servants to capitalist society. And Lenin believed that any revolution must start with the building block of society, which was families, and within that, individuals. And that meant that the family was in for some enormous upheavals. First and foremost, Lenin didn't believe in the value, the validity or the sanctity of the individual or individualism. So individual pleasures or individual needs for comfort, safety, love and care were superfluous. These were old ideas. These were old, what he would call bourgeois ideas. And that instead, all individuals must now commit themselves in the way that he and other Bolsheviks had committed themselves prior to the revolution to furthering the revolution and to creating 
not just a political revolution, as Lenin had done at the top by deposing the provisional government, but by creating a mass social revolution in society and proletarianising society, making sure everyone was a worker and bringing about this classless society through one means or another. This meant that children after 1917, their first loyalty was to the state, not to their parents. And in the same way, parents' first loyalties should be to the state and to the party, if they were members, and not to their children, and not even towards one another. Lenin had a particularly puritanical and Spartan view uh, of uh, marriage, relationships and sex. He believed really that these were distractions, irrelevances. Um, his marriage with Nadezhda Krupskaya was more of a marriage of convenience as she served as his kind of ideological partner, writing alongside him, but also a very handy housekeeper and uh, manager of the family finances. And beyond that... Uh, there seems to have been uh, very few sparks of passion. Uh, Lenin had a long-standing affair with the uh, French revolutionary Anessa Armand. Much to Nadezhda Krupskaya's uh, upset and, and dislike, and the uh, Lenin and Nadezhda Krupskaya did not have children. There are plenty of accounts um, that have been re discovered of young party members uh, with um, young children uh, after 1917 be, being completely dedicated to party work and party life and being um, cold, distant and remote towards their children, believing that really this was the way in which their children would learn good uh, communist ardour. And indeed they encouraged their children to join the Komsomol, uh, and to become as good a party members as their parents, even though, of course, young children have little understanding of any of the kind of the metaphysical precepts and concepts of communism itself. Life did change uh, somewhat for the better for women in Russia after 1917 uh, due to the uh, introduction of Bolshevik ideas of gender equality. One of the more modernising aspects of uh, Soviet communism was you know, the, the idea that we all now take for granted uh, of gender equality. But uh, in 1917, particularly in Russia, this is a very new and novel concept. After 1917, women were allowed to divorce, uh, women were given contraception advice, and it became legal to have abortions. And this served a number of roles. Not only was it um, part of the kind of the emancipatory ethos in the more progressive aspects of Bolshevism, but also it served to undermine the Russian Orthodox Church and other religious bodies within Russia. And it served to weaken peasant society, which was one of the, the, the great bastions of uh, Russian male chauvinism. Life for peasant women was particularly hard and unpleasant and there was um, a, a treatment of women that verged sometimes almost on chattel slavery. 
However, until the advent of Stalin, by which time all sorts of progressive treatment towards women had ground to a halt, there had been little uh, ability by the Bolsheviks to really extend their laws over the peasant village. Peasant life continues, for the most part, as it always had done. And perhaps the only great contribution towards the lives of the uh, women of Russia was the Jinotdel, or the Women's Department, established in 1919 by Alexandra Kolontai, uh, which was an organisation which worked to improve the conditions of women throughout the Soviet Union, particularly in terms of uh, educating women about marriage, fighting um, illiteracy, um, and making sure that women have fair working conditions uh, and equal treatment in the workplace across Russia. In the lives of um, the children of the Soviet Union, um, one of the terrible legacies of the Russian Civil War are the millions of orphaned children. Um, Russia didn't have really any kind of effective safety net prior to the revolution, uh, and after it, there none exists. Um, contemporary Western diarists and observers write about um, cities uh, overrun with uh, feral, destitute children after 1921, many of whom who form gangs to survive, um, involved in petty crime, uh, and the, uh, the, the consequences of their, their capture and imprisonment were either the, the new and uh, brutally uh, Spartan Soviet orphanages, uh, which uh, take on a life of their own uh, during the Stalinist period, uh, where they, they, which were, they were places where the uh, children of uh, denounced political um, uh, dissidents were sent with horrendous effect, um, or they were shipped away into the new labour camps that uh, Lenin was uh, authorising in places such as the Solovetsky Islands. All of this uh, upheaval uh, and deprivation, of course, make it incredibly difficult for the Bolsheviks to carry out one of their, their main goals, which was to educate the majority of Russia's children. The children of Russia had, in any case, been severely undereducated by the Tsar, um, and seven years of civil war and revolution hadn't helped. The Bolsheviks, uh, guided by ideology, believed that the best way to teach children, the best way to mould children so that they became uh, a pliant and happy proletariat, was not to teach them academically, but to teach them practically, to teach them uh, the skills of the workshop, how to work. And Lenin has a fixation with the concept of work after the revolution. The people who were going to eat, literally, uh, were the ones who would be able to do a day's work. Um, all value as an individual would now be decided on how much and the quality of work one did. So the Bolsheviks set up labour schools for children which were designed specifically to educate uh, working class children and prepare them for social conditions and prepare them to think in a particular way, prepare them to think in uh, a particularly political way about their position as members of the proletariat, make them aware of the dangers of class enemies, such as the kulaks and counter-revolutionaries and the old aristocracy, 
and give them a, a sense that really the, the Communist Party was the organisation that would look out for their interests uh, and hunt down these dangerous sorts of people that would wreck the revolution. And the generation that graduate from these schools either join the party or support the party or are sympathetic towards Stalinism in the 1930s. During the revolution, the Komsomol, um, the Communist Youth League, establishes itself initially independently of the Bolsheviks. It is one of a whole host of progressive socialist organisations that uh, explode out of the, um, the, kind of the tumult of the February and then later the October revolutions. Um, and it is eventually kind of annexed by the Bolsheviks themselves. So it gradually become, morphs into an organ of the state. And it was seen as just the ultimate ambition for all young Soviet children. There are uh, diary accounts of um, children, particularly from the Kulak classes, from the, the wealthier peasants, um, having been blackballed or banned from the, uh, the Komsomol, are being inconsolable uh, and also ostracised uh, and despised by their peers for not being good communists. And not being in Komsomol would have profound implications for your future. No entry to Komsomol very often meant no entry to the party, which meant uh, being unable to participate in uh, much of Soviet life. Decent careers in things like science or law or medicine were, were barred from individuals. And it was very difficult for anyone who had been barred from Komsomol and from the party to really feel that they had any role in society uh, or had any role in the future or could participate in the revolution or the changing or the improvement of Russia. Uh, and this was a terrible burden for lots of people to grow up with. So in this way, um, very subtly and cleverly, Komsomol uh, projected a huge amount of power over the lives of young people and, and in doing so helped to shape uh, the consciousness of young people um, in favour of the uh, new communist party and the new communist state. Okay, so in the next podcast, I'm going to talk uh, a little bit more about the establishment of the Leninist terror system and the uh, the camps particularly and the Solovetsky Islands. But if you would like to know more about this, you can visit us at www.explaininghistory.com. Um, there we've got a couple of uh, e-books on the subject to download and you can always sign up to our newsletter every week which has a whole host of exciting giveaways and that kind of thing. So visit us, be part of the conversation and we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you and good night. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.